Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Thanks for listening to the show. To support the podcast and letter, get lots of member-only features and follow Mike and Karina behind the scenes, go to aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. That's aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland show. This is Mike Collins and today's episode is called A St. Patrick's Day Parade of Story and Song. And I think it's fair to say it's one of those episodes that does what it says on the can. As I record today, we're actually coming just about into the day before uh, St. Patrick's Day 2023. And uh, I'm looking out the window as I'm recording here. And the weather is a little bit challenging, but I think it's going to be a lot clearer tomorrow for the various parades around the country. So how about you? Have you had a parade already? I know some places, let's say in the US or the UK, have their parades maybe the Sunday before Patrick's Day to keep out the weekend. Well, here in Ireland, we have pretty much an all-week festival that kicks off on Patrick's Day, which is the March the 17th, which is Friday, March 17th, which is tomorrow again as a record. So back to today's show. I think you're going to enjoy it because we're going to have a parade all of our own. We're going to have two letters, two stories. And the first one Queen is going to read, she's going to bring you around the various places in Ireland associated with St. Patrick himself. And, uh, you know, maybe you've been to some of these places, so do keep an ear out. Or maybe you plan to go to one or two, an idea for the future. And in the second letter, which is from one of our Green Room members, Simon O'Flynn, we look at the shamrock, that particular plant that's very much associated with both Ireland and this time of year. And the gorse, again, is one of those flowers associated with this time of year and maybe not as well known outside Ireland. But even as I look around here, I can see the actual gorse, the yellow leaves of the gorse, or rather the yellow flowers of the gorse, starting to appear in the hedgerows. And a little bit of heather accompanying them here and there as well. So we have a nice bit of music to actually accompany us all the way from the Chieftains, from De Donnan and Mary Black, and from Paddy Riley as well. But I think it's a good idea to start St. Patrick's Day with a good belly full so we can enjoy the full day. So how about we boil the breakfast early with the Chieftains?
St. Patrick's Day upon us, I thought it would be fun to take you on a tour around the places in Ireland where St. Patrick is said to have walked and lived during his lifetime. The story goes that in the 5th century, St. Patrick was abducted as a boy from his home in Roman Britain and sold as a slave to an Irish landowner. After spending some time as a slave in Ireland, he escaped back home to Britain but there had a vision to return to Ireland as a missionary priest. And he did just that, and over the following number of years, he travelled around Ireland, converting kings, chieftains, and the plain people of Ireland to Christian ways. He's thought to have died on March 17th, year unknown, and so we have that date dedicated to St. Patrick and all things Irish every year. Over the course of his travels in Ireland, Patrick became associated with many places across the island of Ireland. So, let's go on a tour around just some of those places mentioned in the books covering the saint's life. You know, maybe you can include one or two in your own future tour of Ireland, or maybe you visited one or two already that we're going to mention. The places where St. Patrick walked. Here are just some of the places in Ireland that Patrick is believed to have walked, lived and worshipped. Killala Bay, County Mayo. Following Patrick's initial capture by raiders, it is believed that he was sold to a sheep farmer near Killala Bay at a place called Focal, which is spelt F-O-C-H-A-I-L, that's near the village of Killala in County Mayo. Hard to tell if this is actually true, as he's also said to have been a shepherd in County Antrim. Now this is a beautiful part of the world and well worth a visit on your St. Patrick's Tour of Ireland. 
The island's off Skerries Town, County Dublin. When Patrick returned to Ireland to become a missionary, he landed at the islands just off the coast of Skerries in North County Dublin. One of those islands still today retains the name of Inish Patrick, which means, of course, Patrick's Island. Saul Monastery, County Down. Next, we travel north up to County Down, just northeast of the town of Downpatrick. It was there in a place that became known as Saul, and now this comes from the Irish word for a barn, S-A-B-H-A-L-L. Here, Patrick founded his first church and he donated, it was donated to him by a local chieftain. Nearby on a local hill called Schlieff Patrick, which means the hill of Patrick, there is a house with a giant statue of Patrick. Croke Patrick, County Mayo. Croke Patrick is an iconic mountain that rises out of Clue Bay near the beautiful town of Westport in County Mayo. It's claimed that Patrick climbed the mountain and fasted on its summit for 40 days of Lent. As a result, the mountain attracts thousands of pilgrims who make the trek, some barefoot, throughout the year. But they especially make that trek on the last Sunday of July. Next we go to Loch Derg, east of Donegal town in County Donegal. It is said that Patrick killed a large serpent on this lake and that its blood turned the waters red. Derg comes from the Irish for red, D-E-R-G, and the Irish for red is Darug, D-E-A-R-G. It's been an unbroken tradition for over a thousand years for pilgrims to spend 72 hours fasting and praying here on Station Island on Loch Derg. Next we travel to the Hill of Slane, County Meath. Now, in south of County Meath and close to the village of Slane, you'll find the Hill of Slants. And it was here that Patrick lit a Christian Paschal fire on this hilltop in 433. This fire was lit in defiance of the pagan high king Lyra. And it's also said that here it is believed that he explained the Holy Trinity using the little shamrock for the first time. Armagh City, County Armagh. We travel north again to the city of Armagh where Patrick founded his primary church. As a result, even today, Armagh is the primary seat of both the Irish Catholic Church as well as the Protestant Church of Ireland. If you see and visit Armagh City, you'll see both cathedrals face each other across the hilltops in Armagh and they're both named after Patrick. Down Patrick County Down. Now Down Patrick comes from the Irish word Dune Patrick, meaning Patrick's Fort. So for our final stop and Patrick's final stop, we make our way back to close to where Patrick established his first monastery in Saul, if you remember. In the town of Down Partrick, just outside Down Cathedral, you'll find what's believed to be the final resting place of Patrick. So, that's a tour of just some of the places associated with St. Patrick in Ireland that you might like to include in a next visit over here. 
And why not have a look at them now if you want? You can see these places, I'm sure, on Google Maps. But the stories of St. Patrick's presence in these locations, be they true or false, I think you'll find that each place mentioned has a very special spiritual feel and is worth a visit for that reason alone. I'd like to leave you now with an old Irish blessing for St. Patrick's Day. And it goes, May your days be many and your troubles be few, and may all God's blessings descend upon you. May peace be within you, may your heart be strong, may you find what you're seeking wherever you roam. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Banakti Nafela Padrig Thit.
beautiful voice of Mary Black there and a timeless tune, a timeless song called A Song for Ireland accompanied by her band of the time Day Donnan. What a great combination. So I think that's a very appropriate song for the day that's in it today and I think this next letter is very appropriate as well because it's written by one of our Green Room members Simon O'Flynn but it's going to be read by Karina and it's called The Shamrock and the Gorse. Shamrock and gorse are two species of plant that come to mind in Ireland at this special time of the year. These two, the shamrock and the gorse, bear no resemblance at all to each other. The shamrock is a very low-growing, flowerless plant with tender green leaves, and often it's hard to find as it only thrives among the low grass. Gorse, sometimes called furs, is the complete opposite. Its vivid, spiky foliage shoots skywards with brilliant, abundant, coconut-scented yellow flowers, and it cannot go unnoticed. Both of these are synonymous with the Irish landscape at this time of the year. I've been thinking lately about these two harbingers of spring and better times. The shamrock, you see, is a very shy and short-lived plant before it turns to clover. Gorse blooms all the year and gorse will grow almost anywhere. An old saying goes, when gorse is out of bloom, kissing is out of fashion. But which plant do you think best represents Ireland? Are we shy and like only to live unnoticed in very limited habitats? Or are we showy and spread ourselves about? Should we reconsider the plant that best represents us? I have no preference for either myself. Neither plant is in fact unique to Ireland. So if you have shamrock, which is young clover, or gorse in your area, I'd be interested to hear from you. When making your decision regarding the shamrock or the gorse and which might best represent Ireland, it might be well worth considering the following. At the traditional St. Patrick's Day ceremonies in the White House in the US, which do you think our Taoiseach should present to the President of the United States of America? A bowl of vibrant, prickly yellow gorse or a bowl of gentle, lush green shamrock? I think we all know the answer to that. Banachtina Fela.
Oh, fare thee well to Ireland, my yonder native land. It breaks my heart to see friends part, for it's then the teardrops fall. I'm on my way to America, will I e'er see home once more? For now I leave my own true love on Paddy's green shamrock shore. Our ship she lies at anchor, she's standing by the cave. May fortune bright shine down each night as we sail over the sea. Many ships have been lost, many lives it cost on the journey that lies before. With a tear in my eye, I'm bidding goodbye to Paddy's green shamrock shore. In my mind you surely will find Although I'm far, far away Though I'll be alone, far away from home I'll think of the good times once more Until the day I can make me way back To Paddy's green shamrock shore And now the ship is on the way may heaven protect us all with the winds and the sail we surely can't fail on this voyage to baltimore but my parents and friends did wave to the end till i could see them no more i then took a chance with one last glance at Paddy's green shamrock shore. Paddy's Green Shamrock Shore there from Paddy Riley himself. So I hope you enjoyed today's show, a Patrick's Day parade of story and song, as much as we enjoy putting it together for you. 
And uh, we would ask you, if you have a few moments, please do leave a review in the player of your choice, whatever you're listening to this in at the moment. Uh, a star or two, whatever actually suits you, and a comment or two would go a long, long way. So we really would appreciate that. So that's it for myself and Karina for this week. And we're looking forward to chatting again next week. And by the time that comes around, of course, we'll have finished with our Patrick's Day celebrations here in Ireland. And I hope that you, yourself and your family, have a wonderful St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. So slam for now and chat again next week. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists' extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>